This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. It's Naftali here, and I am so happy to have you joining me here today. Today, my friends, I'm here to tell you that you are not horrible at everything. For many of us in our busy, everyday lives, it is easy to end our days feeling like we just can't do it all, which hint, you can't do everything, but also like we can't do everything that is important. And so we end up feeling like we were horrible at everything. Can I hear an amen? I know I have had days where I have felt like that as well. One of the questions that I get fairly frequently is, how do you do everything that you do in your life and not seem like you want to curl up in a ball under your covers all the time and just not do it anymore? Well, first, and I know I've mentioned this before, sometimes I do feel like that. And that's generally a sign that I haven't been taking care of myself. Check out the episode on self-care if you're like, how do I know how to take care of myself? I don't have time for that. I answered that there. But more importantly than that, I do feel like that. And it's okay that you have days that you feel like that, but I'm going to encourage you not to do that. And two, especially if you are a person that is part of a family unit that is bigger than just you, use the structure that we're going to talk about today as we talk about the family business meeting. I know a couple of weeks ago on the episode in terms of creative time management, which you all have been loving, and I have been loving hearing from you, where I talked about how to creatively look at your time and how to be really intentional with it, but not hold yourself to such a rigid standard that you aren't allowed to be inspired and creative when those parts of you come alive. One of the things that I mentioned that had been transformational in my process from going from a overwhelmed, overworked, half done, free spirit, hater of schedules person to an on purpose woman who runs a business, has kids, et cetera, et cetera, was starting to use the family business meeting in our household. So let me set the stage for when this really started to be a practice in my husband and I's life. This was not something we knew was important or helpful from the beginning of our relationship. I wish we had. It would have saved us a lot of uncomfortable, tense moments that weren't purposeful. I know I mentioned a few weeks ago that I have gotten more comfortable of late with my uncomfortable feelings, but it doesn't mean that I want to have fights that aren't purposeful, right? So the family meeting came to be, uh, let's see, how many years ago was it? Well, 
we had our second, and he, by the time this episode airs, will already be five. His fifth birthday is this coming weekend when I'm recording this. And he was a baby when we found out about this. We've been doing this practice for about five years, and it's, like I said, it really has transformed how we address time and money in our family, which, right, we all know that's where high levels of conflict and stress source from. So being able to really manage those within our relationship has really allowed us to pour into each other and push into each other in ways that are helpful and intentional and grow our relationship as opposed to stop having or to keep having that same fight over and over again about time or money or who's doing what, or you forgot that, or this expectation wasn't clearly stated. So I remember that we had had a rocky period financially. My husband at that time was the only one working. I had taken some time off to stay home with our kids. And like I've mentioned before, that was not a great fit for me, but I had not figured that out again. And so I was probably not the most helpful in relationship to time and money at that time because I was avoiding feeling my feelings about being at home and therefore not really being real or genuine. But I remember we were having just so much like little snappy conflict about who was going to do what and when it was going to get done. And I felt like every single conversation that my husband and I were having was always a little bit about, well, how much did this cost? Or do we have the money for that? Or are we going to have enough money to pay rent? Or like I said, my husband's a creative entrepreneur and that was early in part of his process. So that was the conversation was a little bit more often like, are we going to have money for that? That's where we were at that time. And I know for some of you, that's where you're at right now. Sometimes when you first start a business, that's what it feels like. Um, Money doesn't always come in with like one paycheck and then another. It's like waves. And so we were very much in the midst of that. And not sure how to cope with our anxiety and our stress surrounding time and money and where our time and money went. And so it just was permeating our entire relationship. And as someone that doesn't love conflict, it was exhausting me. And for my husband, who is much more perfectionistic, he sees himself as the person that the pressure of providing is on. He was just feeling exhausted all the time. And it was causing both of us to avoid having conversations with each other, which as you all know, is not great in a marriage or in a family or in any sort of partnership. This actually, honestly, everything I'm saying here, if you are in a partnership relationship, then your business, so many of the things I'm saying here are things that I've walked with other people in partnerships through when I'm coaching them. Because when you're in a partnership, it's the same as being in a family in so many ways. And so the same things we have to work through in our families, we have to work through in those business partnerships that we may be in. So going back to the story, what happened is we were both avoiding talking to each other. And that just would lead to these like 
tearful, I know for me, frustrated for my husband moments where we're just like, why can't we have fun anymore? Why can't we enjoy each other anymore? I don't want to talk about this anymore, but we just felt like we had to. So we were at a community group for couples through our church at that time. And somehow the topic of time and money came up because when you're in a group of a bunch of people that are youngly married, at least we all had been married for under 10 years, it came up. And honestly, my first feeling, and it may be the feeling you're feeling right now was like shame and just uncomfortable because I was like, oh, I don't want to tell these people that this is the place that my husband and I, yeah, we just, we don't know how to talk about this. And it was this other couple, Chris and Shannon Copeland, for those of you in my personal life, awesome people, who mentioned the idea of this family meeting that I'm going to tell you all about today. So what is a family business meeting and why would it be helpful for you to start implementing in your partnership, in your relationship, in your marriage? A family business meeting is generally speaking, when the adults of the family plan a specific time each week where they cover pre-planned topics for a specific amount of time. So for us, what we cover, because time and money were the places that we were finding ourselves getting lost in conflict, we talk each and every week Our family meeting is on Sunday sometime. We flex the time, but it's always either Sunday afternoon while the kids are taking some quiet time, or maybe we might put on a show, or they're playing outside, or quite often it's Sunday after the kids go to bed. So for us, we set a specific amount of time, and in that time, we first look at our schedule for the week. My husband and I both don't have the same schedule every week, nor do our three children. And so each and every week we talk about, okay, who's taking what kids where, who is working when, and what time, maybe after work hours, are they going to be on call or needing to finish up some tasks just so the expectations are set. When are both of us spending time working out and moving our bodies? Are we doing any time with other people that week? Because for both of us, that's really important in different ways. And we just talk through each and every day so that we know what's going on. Then after that, we talk about money. So that's the time where we look at how we're doing financially. We make sure that all of our bills for the upcoming week are paid, as well as just looking at anything that we might need to be saving for, discussing future purchases. So we talk about any future purposes so that we can just start to know what each other is wanting to plan for. Because what we were finding is that We weren't always on the same pace. Surprise. We weren't in each other's head. And so we had to like start planning for that. So those are the two things we talk about. We do occasionally take that space to then also talk through anything. Maybe we've been noticing about our kids, somewhere they're struggling, any particular place that we are frustrated with each other. We don't do that part consistently, but it does sometimes fall into that conversation. 
So that is what it is. And those are the how of how we do it. We, like I said, we do it on Sunday, some point. We do it. Um, we both have our calendars out. We both like the calendar differently. So at first, and this will be kind of an incredible place for you to get some freedom that we didn't realize at first, you do not have to schedule or record your schedule in the same way in order for this to work. So as I have mentioned, my husband and I are incredibly different from each other. And so how we like to calendar is different. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I'll say it because it's real. It took us way too long to figure out like he could record his calendar the way he wanted to because we don't share. I have confidential information in my calendar, so I can't share it with him. He can calendar in the way that works for him and I can calendar in the way that works for me. And as long as we talk about it, we're fine. But like, For a long time, we tried to have this like mutual in-person calendar that was going back and forth how we did it because neither of us did it the same way. And one, it was just a waste of time because we never looked at it because it didn't align with either of us. And two, it became this point of contention, even though it didn't matter. So we got rid of that. We started to just schedule the way we schedule and then we do it. So what are some ways that you might do it. Whoever works for you. The important piece to this family business meeting is not for me to say, oh, you should use this application. I love Google Calendar. I've mentioned that before, but it's to say the important components is one, that you and your partner commit to a why. That the why is so that You are only talking about time and money one time each and every week. So if it starts to bubble up in the middle of the week, this is what you're going to do. And it's going to save you so much time. I promise it is. Conversation starts to come up. Oh my goodness, we've been spending too much on groceries. Pause. Oh, that's really interesting that you notice that. Let's talk about that on Sunday. Let's talk about that at the family business meeting. Let's look at that. Diffuse any feelings that might be bubbling up for both parties. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's overwhelm. Maybe it's confusion because you think you've been doing a really good job with about it. Whatever that feeling is, it allows for it to pause for you to reset and then have this conversation in a really clear-headed space when it's time. It's important to talk about things. I know that I talk about that a lot, but Do it when it's time and commit as a family to a why. The other big and important thing, and this is going to be the kicker and the reason this will succeed or the reason it will fail. Consistency. You will never, ever, ever really feel like, oh my goodness, I am so excited to have our family business meeting today because there's always other things to get done and there's always things that sound more fun. But if you can remember together your why, which is this is going to reduce conflict. This is going to increase clarity. It's going to create more time in the day-to-day week because we're not going to be having conversations that are emotionally fused or trying to happen in a space that there's not set aside time. Then my friends, even if you don't feel like doing it, 
you do it anyway. Because I can say from my own experience, the commitment to having a weekly check-in where you talk through schedule, talk through time, talk through money, talk through the places that most of our relationships get bumpy, it has been one of the most impactful things that happens in each and every one of my weeks. And I want that for you. I want you and your partner to know that there is a way to be with each other and to talk about these things without being flooded by all the feelings and without getting overwhelmed when the topics of time and money come up. So I can't wait to hear how all of you are doing this. Definitely send me some pictures of some of your first family meetings. Maybe send me a DM on Instagram or a PM on Facebook. Send out a pigeon with a message. Do whatever. I can't wait to hear from you. I know that this is going to just on purpose a little more of your time and a little bit more of your life. Have a great on purpose day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving the Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they've always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.